for a single soul. Reaching a further and stepping in closer. Hi everybody, welcome to Living Life. Today we are in Daniel chapter 6, verse 15, Lessons in the Lion's Den. And I know many of you are familiar with this story. It's a Sunday school story that many of us learned as children in church. It's a fun story, but I want you to think about it. Lessons in the Lion's Den. Who wants to go into a lion's den and learn this lesson? I know I don't. We don't. We take this story for granted. We think it's a children's story. We think it's fun and easy and exciting. No way. This is terrifying. None of us want to learn this lesson. None of us want to be thrown into a lion's den to learn what Daniel had to learn. So thank God for Daniel. He's the one that went in there, and we could learn from his experience so you and I don't have to be thrown into a lion's den. Have you been to the zoo lately? They're very scary. So this is going to be a good and fun story, and I think we're going to learn a thing or two. So let's get into the scripture, open up your Bibles, turn to the scripture, starting from Daniel chapter 6 at verse 15. Daniel chapter 6, verses 15 through 28. Then the men went as a group to King Darius and said to him, Remember, your majesty, that according to the law of the Medes and Persians, no decree or edict that the king issues can be changed. So the king gave the order, and they brought Daniel and threw him into the lion's den. The king said to Daniel, May your God, whom you serve continually, rescue you. A stone was brought and placed over the mouth of the den, and the king sealed it with his own signet ring and with the rings of his nobles, so that Daniel's situation might not be changed. Then the king returned to his palace and spent the night without eating and without any entertainment being brought to him, and he could not sleep. At the first light of dawn, the king got up and hurried to the lion's den. When he came near the den, he called to Daniel in an anguished voice, Daniel, servant of the living God, has your God, whom you serve continually, been able to rescue you from the lions? Daniel answered, May the king live forever. My God sent his angel, and he shut the mouths of the lions. They have not hurt me, because I was found innocent in his sight, nor have I ever done any wrong before you, your majesty. The king was overjoyed and gave orders to lift Daniel out of the den. And when Daniel was lifted from the den, no wound was found on him, because he had trusted in his God. At the king's command, the men who had falsely accused Daniel were brought in and thrown into the lion's den, along with their wives and children. And before they reached the floor of the den, the lions overpowered them and crushed all their bones. 
Then King Darius wrote to all the nations and peoples of every language in all the earth, May you prosper greatly. I issue a decree that in every part of my kingdom, people must fear and reverence the God of Daniel. For he is the living God and he endures forever. His kingdom will not be destroyed. His dominion will never end. He rescues and he saves. He performs signs and wonders in the heavens and on the earth. He has rescued Daniel from the power of the lions. So Daniel prospered during the reign of Darius and the reign of Cyrus the Persian. You know, what I really like about today's story is how Daniel was evangelizing the king of Persia. Daniel had developed a very good relationship with this man. And the king of Persia saw Daniel as a great man of character. And it almost seems that this king of Persia started to believe in God because of Daniel's magnificent testimony. So this is how the story goes. Uh, Daniel did not pray to the king. He prayed to God. He broke the law. And these men were trying to bring Daniel down. So they went to the king and they said to the king, listen, he broke the law. This should not be done. So the king reluctantly said, okay, throw Daniel in the lion's den because that is the punishment. Because the king didn't want to break the law himself. The king didn't want to show that he had favoritism for Daniel. But the king couldn't sleep. The king couldn't eat. And when they put Daniel in the lion's den, the king like did a prayer. He said, may the God that you serve protect you. So I believe that this king was very close to becoming a believer. This is a great story. So they put in Daniel for all intents and purposes in that cave as a dead man. And he came out of that cave as a living man. For me, it's a parallel to the story of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ went into the tomb as a dead man, and he came out a resurrected being. So for me, this story is a foreshadowing of Christ's resurrection. You go in death, you come out alive. So when they put Daniel in the cave, uh, the king went to his palace. He didn't eat. He didn't have any entertainment. He couldn't sleep all night. When he got up the next morning, he ran to the cave to find out how Daniel was. And he said, Daniel, the one who believes in God, are you still alive? And Daniel said, may the king live forever. Yes, I am. And the king was overjoyed. So when they brought Daniel out of the lion's den, the term was, uh, the lions don't lie. Okay, what does that mean? Daniel said, the king said, everybody was in agreement that because Daniel survived the night with the lions, that he was innocent. So sometimes when I go play basketball here in Sunland Park, and we're playing basketball, and we're, you know, arguing about who gets the ball, who doesn't get the ball, and then somebody throws a free throw, and if you make it, you keep it. They say, the ball doesn't lie. See? The lions don't lie. The lions told the truth and proclaimed the truth that Daniel was an innocent man. And he was innocent. 
So check out what the king did to Daniel's enemies. Check out what he did to the men that wanted to kill Daniel. They gathered up the men that were against Daniel. This is a pretty hard part of the story, but it was part of the culture back then. And they gathered up their wives and their children, and they threw the men and the wives and the children into the lion's den, and the lions ate and crushed the bones of those evil men and the wives and the children. This is a terrible thing. It's a terrible thing that happened. But then the king of Persia wrote a proclamation and wrote a letter that everyone in the kingdom had to know that the God of Daniel was the one true God that protected him and 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 saved him from that uh, from the mouth of the lions. So the gospel, the good news of God, went through all of Persia, and God used this king to proclaim his good word. So this is just an amazing story. It is an amazing turn of events, and uh, Daniel continued to serve faithfully under King Darius, and then when King Cyrus became a king of Persia, he also served faithfully with King Cyrus. And then you know the rest of the story, that it was King Cyrus that sent back the people to Jerusalem to rebuild the temple. So God is in control of all these events. God is watching over us. He's protecting us. And there are moments in your life, in my life, where we feel that we're in the lion's den. Maybe you get up in the morning and you have to go work at a place you don't like. Maybe there's people there that are against you. Maybe your own family, you feel sometimes that they're a bunch of lions and they want to eat you. Many times in life, in our marriages, in our friendships, in our relationships, we feel that people are trying to eat us, kill us, and get us, but never forget, we have a God, a good God, who loves us, who's protecting us and watching over us, and guess what God's going to do in your life? He's going to turn the tables against the people that are trying to hurt you, against the enemy that's trying to hurt you. So God bless you. We love you. Let's close. As we close in prayer today, let us never forget that we should never give up on God. Even when they throw us in the lion's den in a cave and they seal the cave with a rock and they close it and we're in here with a bunch of hungry lions, it's never too late for God to do a miracle. So I don't know what place you're in, how you're feeling, or what situation you're in. If you're feeling outnumbered, it's never too late for God to do a miracle in your life. So let's pray. Heavenly Father God, we put our faith and trust in you. Our faith and trust is not in a man or a woman or a government. And Lord God, as we look around, we might be surrounded by hungry lions. Lord God, you are faithful. And we just pray, Lord, that you would just send your angels to work against our enemies, to shut the mouths of our enemies, that you, O oh Lord, are going to keep us safe and you have the best plans and the best intentions for each and every single one of us, Lord. So we are in your hands, Lord, and we put our faith and trust in you. 
We pray in Jesus' mighty and wonderful name. Amen. Reaching a further and stepping in closer, see Jesus.